What's going on, everybody? It's your boy Walt. We got my man JT, J Chef in the building with another episode to the YSM podcast. And we're going to talk a little bit of sports today. And we're going to talk about the home guys today. We're going to talk about Seattle sports. We got a lot to talk about with the Mariners. Uh, the season just starting off for the Seattle Seahawks. So we got a lot of things to talk about. Um, so It's been exciting around the city lately. <sighs> Seattle sports has been busy. I think we got to go ahead and just start them off with what everybody want to hear about the Mariners. First, we're not, we're not going to talk about how the season ended. Let's just start from the beginning. What was your expectations going into the season? Because I know what mine was. I just want to hear what your expectation was going into the season this year. I would say like my expectation going in, well, there was a lot of hype first. I had a lot of hype from last year. Crazy hype. Because we missed it by a game last year. So I think personally my expectation was we were going to break the mm-hmm. curse yeah. this year. I was expecting them to get to the second round. But what about you? Honestly, uh, like you said, it was a lot of hype. Um, I just invested into baseball probably three years ago. So, like, the, the season before last year was probably the year I probably started looking at baseball or rocking with the Mariners. So, I didn't really know how records work or what, what seed you needed to be and all that stuff. And as you know, like, we had a the crazy drought 20 years of no playoff baseball. So, I was just thinking that we going to win some games, maybe be in the same or similar situation we were last year where it's the last couple series and, like, hey, we need to go – Two or four, or we need to win this series. We need to sweep these guys. I thought it was going to be that, but to get to the ALDS, like that was something that I never thought that was going to happen. I'm not trying to hate on them, but I just didn't think the ALDS was going to be this season. But um, yeah, going into the season, you know, we were both at the home opener against Houston, yep. and that was a shocker. I mean, we got the Marco pitch, Marco pitch balled out, and I think that set the tone for the season. Um, Cause you know usually you start off the season with kind of like a cupcake game in a sense, but we started off with the Houston Astros, and not only a team that's been taking the lead in our division, but a team that's been bats were hot too. Bats were hot, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it was a good game, and um, well, then let's also talk about like what worked up to the ALDS. Like we had the 14 game win streak. Oh my goodness! The grand slam from Julio, and we had big, we had big series too. We had big oh, series wins. Yeah, like not even that. We just had, we won a lot of good games, a good series. Like we were the in the Mets. We beat the Yankees in New York and in Seattle. We beat the Braves. We beat we swept Toronto. Yeah. Um, I don't really know about. I, I think we did pretty good against Houston and Texas and the Angels throughout the season. But we had one series up there that we won. Which one in Toronto? In Houston. In Houston, yeah. yeah. I mean, but um, the one at the crib uh, towards the end of the season that was a that was a big one. So, um, or I think it was in the beginning of the season, and then the last one was the last one was to, in, in the middle. Was yeah, in the middle. Yeah. So, um, I think that the biggest, in my opinion, the biggest uh, shocker of the season was probably the fourteen game winning streak because it was a point where. We were looking at the schedule. I mean, we can extend this thing to maybe twenty games and twenty, whatever the case may be. But we were the bats were so hot, and these weren't like blowouts. Like these were, we had to rally on a lot of these games. We had the bats weren't hot at first, and then they got hot towards the sixth, seventh, eighth yeah. inning. So like these were some hard fought wins. So these weren't like we were just dominating cats. And not only that, there were some like I said, we were, and that's it. I think it was we swept Toronto. Um, yep, the four game series. And that was probably the that was towards the end of the streak. So, and um, once that was at home, that was at home too. Yeah. And then right after that streak got snapped, I want to say about a couple weeks later, that's when the Atlanta came to Houston snapped it. He, 
Houston. Yeah. yeah, Houston snapped it, but we bounced back and we got a big series win against the Braves towards the end of the season with probably the biggest, uh, biggest or the hardest team we faced towards the last bit of the season. Who's uh, your MVP for the Mariners? Of the Besides season? Julio. Because we all know about Julio. I'm respectfully, I'm gonna probably give it to I'm gonna probably give it to Big Dumper. Okay. Cal Raleigh because I think when you think of MVP, you think of someone that's just been dominating for the whole season from the first game to the last game into the playoffs and so on. But in my opinion, I think Cal he showed like he showed his worth because if you don't if you remember in the beginning of the season, this dude average was it was not good. It was not good. and it was, people, like it was something bad. And he could not hit the ball to save his life. And I think that once the season started cranking up, and they said, hey, man, you, we're going to have you in that 7, 8, 9 spot uh, in, the, in the order. In the order. You need to get that bat hot. And not only did he do that, he RBIs, home runs, and he was – Contributing he now. was contributing a lot, and I think that was a big. Besides Julio, I think Julio won MVP, Rookie of the Year for the team. I'm gonna argue Suarez for the season. Yeah, just his defense and his slugging. Would you put it over Julio? No, 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 <laughs> no shot. <laughs> Julio's a lock, but we're, we're talking about second place. We're talking yeah, about second yeah. place right now. Um, so yeah, why you say Suarez? I just think that there was such a big question mark after last year when we got, when Kyle Steger retired. It was like who's gonna fill that third base spot? Yeah, you know, especially in the in terms of fielding. Because mm-hmm. when it comes to defense, like third base is a tough position. You know, we see some of the guys that are really good at it: Machado, mm. Bregman. Yeah, like who's gonna fill that spot? Mm-hmm. So and Suarez did a great job. He was I, consistent too. I think he kind of overexceeded a mm-hmm. lot of expectations from everybody. Mm-hmm. And then just with his slugging, like I'm pretty sure he's in first place over most home runs in the last four seasons behind Aaron. Actually, ahead of Aaron Judge. Yeah. So, he's been hitting the ball at the park, and that was cool to see, too. I mean, he he, he led the team in home runs this year. Yeah. And RBIs. 81, 87 RBIs and 31 home runs. So, I mean, like you said, he was putting in putting in that work. So, yeah, I would, like I said, I would take Kyle, Kyle Raleigh, big dumper for the second place. And my man JT, he would take uh, Suarez. Your favorite um, moment from the season. Favorite moment? I would probably have to say... The first one that comes to my mind would have to be that's tough. So many. There's so, a lot of fun ones. Oh man, so many kind of. I would probably have to say the the Suarez home run over to sweep the uh, sweep the 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 Toronto. Okay. At home, I think that one. Once they he stood the good vibes only, yeah. and then they panned it to Vladdy because he had a remarkable series, but it just was it just was the the was it, I, wasn't enough. It wasn't enough, and like you know, so that was just the icing on the cake because he was killing us all series, and then just for Suarez to come in and just hit a two run home run, or I think it was a three, um, to walk it off and to get us to sweep, it was just a memorable moment. And I'll probably have to say also the. Um, who else was it? I want to say in the playoffs, the comeback against Toronto. I yeah. think that was that was awesome. That was a, that was a crazy experience. Because um, not only did we think we were done, but to rally, they still put up two more runs and just keep on dominating, just like to tie the game up. But we took the lead and we kept putting on runs, and then we put them in a situation not only where they have to, you know, get it to extra innings, they have to rally themselves in the ninth. So yeah. If you can do that, that was pretty impressive. I would say for myself, going to that Yankees 13-inning game. Oh. 
Shout out my boy Julian, my cousin. Um, we were there at that game. That was a lot of fun. I was supposed to be there too, but I was supposed to, but hey, I was tired, man. I, hey, y'all know if y'all work, y'all. It was a long grand, day. Grandpa vibes sitting. Oh man! I once I got home, I took my shoes off. I laid across my bed. They said, "Hey, man, we gotta leave." I said, "Not I." <laughs> I said, "I'll watch this from the house. I'm tired. I do not feel like doing it." And then you know, in my mind, I was thinking like. The Yankees at the crib, we're not going to show up. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to be defeated. But, man, I'm at the house screaming. I'm yelling. I'm texting them. I'm like, I'm seeing they Snapchats. I'm all <laughs> mad. I'm like, man. Yeah, it was fun. I said that one for sure. And definitely the Julio Suarez back-to-back home run to beat the Braves. Oh, yeah. After that was we a, gave up five runs in the ninth. Yeah. That was a good one, too. Yeah. Um, what do you want to see for next season, though? Like, what, what pieces do you want? I think that? we need one. I think we need... One more bat. Yeah. I think we need one more bat. And I think if we can do that, I think the sky's the limit for this team. Um, I don't want to drop names because I think that conversation is endless about who can we fill in that five, six, seven slot. Just that guy that's, you know, right after that cleanup hitter, probably six, seven spot that can just come in and just, you know, just be consistent, base knocks, doubles, or whatever the case may be. Um, personally, I would love to see, you know, Judge in Seattle, but... Uh, we got the money for him. Um, he's a young cat, and um, no long term deal though. No long term deal. But I was seeing some the other day. They were saying that uh, Shohei Otani, his one of his ghost, one of his uh, hot spots right now is Seattle. I don't know if it's fake or I don't. I don't. I didn't check the source, but I just saw it on a little ticker. But um, I won't be surprised if Otani was in Seattle next year. I think that would one surprise a lot of people, but it won't surprise me because it'd have to be the twenty four season though. Not this upcoming? No, because he, he already had, signed a one year. Yeah, he signed a one So, I mean, but I think the boys are trying to get out of L.A. Trout, I think the boys are trying to get out of there. And I, it's crazy to think about because I think L.A. would be a, a dope spot to play baseball in. It's just, they just can't. They just sold the team, I think. I think they put up the. That's tough. Is either they already had it or they're about to. Either way. I mean, L.A., that's a, usually L.A. in any sports, any professional sport, that's kind of like the. The hot spot. The hot spot, you hot know. Market. Hot market. And, like, for people to be young and you got the money, you're like, you know what? I got the money. I'm in L.A. I got the flashy cars. We got celebrities coming to our every other game. But I want to go up to Seattle. What? I want to go up to Seattle and play baseball because I think we changed the I think we changed the narrative up here. You know, we're young. We, we're fun. Um, shout out to Scott. You know, he makes – he just lets these players be who they are. Like, he kind of yeah. reminds me of a Pete Carroll. Like, he doesn't yeah. have that – That's he, a good comparison. Like, he, he lets these players come in young with a chip on their shoulder and just be themselves. And, you know, when you have these other coaches where, like, everybody – you know, it's like – Shout like they, out Dipido, too. Who? Jer- Jerry Dipido. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, shout out him, too. So, it's just like, um, you know, all these other big organizations like the Yankees and the and – the, and flipping the football, like the Patriots, like – they have all-stars, but they are kind of like meshed. They're kind of formed to be kind of not kind of generic in a sense. They don't kind of have their own like, you know, I can say every player on our team has their own identity. They have their own celebration. We have our own thing. Like, damn near everybody on our lineup has their own little, like Julio has the J-Rod show. Suarez has the good vibes only. Cal uh, has the big dumper. Um, who, what, what else? Um, La Pedra. Who? Castillo. Castillo, yeah, he got the fist. You got Munoz, fire, just heat. The Los Bambitos, I can't pronounce it. You know, Los Bambitos, whatever. Los Bambitos. Yeah, so they let these kids have their Swaggerty. Exactly, swaggerty. Like, it's just they let these players have their own identity. And I think when you can just go out there and just 
have fun and play ball, I think that's gonna, you know, rain in some W. So yeah, yeah, I'd like to see us definitely get another bat, and it'd be interesting to see who comes back in the desert. I think there's a couple of players that we could probably talk about in later episodes, maybe yeah. three or four names that I'm not really sure. Like, are they going to be back? Are they going to go and test the waters with free agency? Okay, how about this is a different, this is a flipped question. So who's a lock? Who's who's going to be here next year? Who's a lock? Definitely Julio. Obviously. Definitely Julio. Suarez. Okay. Cal. Okay. JP. JP's a lock. Okay. Um, I don't know about Winker, though. I know he signed an extension for one year, but what was Fraser? What was Winker though in the playoffs? Where was he? He had an injury, neck injury. Mm. He's actually, I think he's getting a procedure on that. But um, yeah, that's an interesting topic about him. I'm not sure if he sticks around or not. About Frazier. he got hot in the right time. He did. I don't know if he'll stick around though. That's tough. Because I think we only signed him to a one year, and if we get another like shortstop slash second base, I don't think I don't see him sticking around just for those purposes. Man. So, nothing. DH is a position too. D- yeah. Okay. Just like you said, adding a bat. We just need a bat. We don't need a because we got center field on lock. Yeah. We got first base and tie on lock. We got third base Suarez on lock. Mm-hmm. We got you know second base that's it's up in the air, but we got one of the best shortstops in the game, in my opinion, and JP. Um, catcher, we got so many great catchers. I, I think Luis Torrens doesn't get enough credit. He doesn't. I, I think he's up there. Like if he gets enough. Opportunities, I feel like his name will be on the top of a lot of a lot of charts. So we got Kyle and Torrens, and hopefully, I think Tom Murphy will be back healthy next year. And yeah. people forget how impactful Tom Murphy was um, in the beginning of this season and towards the last season. He's gotten so, like two seventy before he got hurt as a catcher. Like that, you know, what I'm saying that's just Mr. All Reliable. Like you can get your catcher come in here and get you a couple base knocks or send send a couple guys home. Like that's a it's big time. It's big time, especially in baseball. So. Everyone wants to hit the home runs, but if you can hit a, you know, if you can get some, if your bats can get hot, then we'll take it. Um, so just looking at the, um, I'm looking at the postseason stats right now. Yep. Who, we talked about regular season and a little bit of postseason. Let's just strictly talk about postseason. Forget about the whole regular season, the 14-game winning streak. Let's just strictly talk about postseason. Who is the MVP of the postseason? Suarez. Suarez? He was, I, I think he did the best this postseason. Not even looking at stats. Mm. That's just off what I remember. Because if you're looking at stats, this man batting 350 in the postseason. Uh, you see? That, that's crazy. So, leads the, leads the team and hits with seven. Um, then you got Carlos Santana lead with home runs in. Interesting, huh? The two vets. That's great. Because the they know when to step up. So, it's just like um, they know when to step up. So, um I had a follow-up question, but I kind of blanked on it. Um, you think Carlos comes back? No. You don't think so? Mm-mm. It's unfortunate. Because I swear this dude has pulled his hamstring and then hit a home run like four, four and a half times this yeah. season. So, okay. uh, I don't know if he needs to, I don't know. But, um, bro needs to get on that Peloton bike or something, stretch it out or something. But He's an old head, though. Yeah. Well, let's I, transition a little bit. Yeah. Um, let's get into, obviously, I mean, I think the whole city, whole world, really, has been shocked about man. the boys from the NFC West, Seattle Seahawks. I mean, the draft class was really good. We all knew that after we saw the draft class, but we didn't think it would be this good. Man. Let's talk about the, the young rooks, and then we'll get into Geno Smith. Well, first, I just want to say Kenneth Walker 
the third. That dude has stepped up. Like, that was probably my biggest shocker. Like, I kind of expect, not expected Tariq Willen, but I kind of knew they were going to have some success early on, same as Kobe Bryant, because those were dogs in college. But um, I'm not trying to say a cornerback from college to NFL is a easy transition, but it's like Tariq Willen, like Richard. Like receiver in college. That's what I'm saying. So he knows, like, I don't know what it is. I think it's just because as a receiver, you can kind of – you just kind of know the cheats. It's like being an offensive lineman and then switching the defense. You kind of know, like, okay, if this guy's if he's leaning on his toes, yeah, it's a run, or if he's on his back foot, it's a pass. So it's like those little things that you can't really. Sherman was the same. Richard exactly, Sherman. and you saw how much success he had on early on. So Trevon Diggs too. My God, like it's it's, it's just crazy. We have so much potential, but um, like I said, I think Kent Walker, Geno Smith. He. How about our tackles? Offense that like we're just growing, our defense is flying around. I think that we could go thirty-seven for, on the Chargers. I, <laughs> in so far, I know that's crazy. Like I think we could go far, but our biggest test next week, as we're recording, as we're recording, recording October twenty-fourth on a Monday, the Seahawks played the um, Los Angeles Chargers yesterday on Sunday the twenty-third, and then we got the Giants we, coming up. Yeah, next week. Um, so they got some injuries on that old line though. But what's your quick, you know, it's Monday, you know, it's Monday. We got a week to process everything and prepare for the Giants. But what's your early uh, your early thoughts on that matchup? For this upcoming Sunday? Yeah, for the Giants. Um, It'll be interesting. I think it's going to be a good test for the defense. I mm. mean, I've been actually very impressed with how they've handled Arizona and the Chargers back-to-back weeks. I think it's been, like, a really good step in the right direction. Because mm-hmm. the first couple of weeks, like, we were giving up a lot of yards. Yeah. A lot of big plays. But it, that's really toned down a lot. And it really made Herbert uncomfortable yesterday. Right. Getting to him quick. Mafe, you had a... Uh, um, Daryl Taylor. Nwosu. Yeah. They were both killing it, so... Daryl Taylor had the script sack, and he picked too. it up. Yep. So they can continue that pass rush. I think mm-hmm. that was definitely a question mark early in the season. Our DBs is full. DBs, DBs are coming around. Yeah. Shout out Ryan Neal. He got a pick yesterday. Yeah, he's been balling. Michael Jackson could have had a pick yesterday. Um, you know, Tariq Woolen, he's always on. He's always there. Like, he's, he's like he's just... whenever Wherever a play is made, run or pass, he's always on the screen. Like, he's always in... The vicinity. He, he's in the vicinity. Yeah. He love that. Same as Kobe. Like, these cats are like... Ball hogs. They're ball hogs, bro. Like, they're attacking the ball. They're there. They're cracking down on big tight ends. They're not just playing... Covering man, they're coming down, stopping the run, blitzing the quarterback, and they're just yeah flying over it. And uh, oh, it's been good. It's been good to see. I think also too, like stopping Saquon. Yeah, is going to be the big question mark. Now, the Giants have their tight end and one offensive guard and Evan Neal all out this weekend. Yeah, so that's going to be a big like. I mean, it sucks for them, obviously, but mm-hmm. that's going to be a big like help for us defensively. Yeah. And I think like I was just telling you before we started recording, like. Going into the season, if you would have looked at the schedule and just saying like, "Hey, what are the what are the 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 games? You know, what are the games that we that's gonna have people tuning in and you're gonna be excited for?" And I can bet you any type of money, nobody in Seattle was gonna look at this this October game and say the Giants and say the Giants like, "Yo, this is gonna be the game right here. This is gonna be our first real test." They're for real. They're for real. Six and one. <sighs> And just New York teams in general. The Jets are balling too. Like, I think that first game, the Jets and the Giants, when they face, I think that's going to be a good, great game. Yeah. Usually that's kind of like, you know. The real big difference, though, for both those 
Coaching is coaching, dude. Coaching has a big impact. It's it's very significant, especially with, for those that don't know, the, the Giants head coach this year is uh, Brian Dabble, or mm. Dabble, excuse me. Mm. Um, he was the Bills offensive coordinator last season, so obviously when it comes to offensive scheme, concepts, football theory in terms of, you know, just matchups and getting your offense set in a position to score, you know, Josh Allen killed it last year too, so that's where that's coming from, that coaching. So they're having a great start of their season. So I know it's kind of early to predict this, but what's probably your your projection now of the Seahawks? Because going into the season, they had us projected winning five games, yeah, and we just won our fourth one. So what's your projecting on the new look Seahawks this year so far? Do yeah, we, these, we guys, still- these guys can really like these guys are. I think make the playoffs if they, <laughs> if they stay healthy and this keeps up. Mm-hmm. Like playoffs is not a crazy thing to say, and with the Packers and Bucks struggling, that's that's huge. Like that's like it's it's very possible. Now, obviously, like in my personal opinion, I believe the Forty ers will start to pick it up here pretty soon. And they just got um, McCaffrey because you know that's another thing over there in their organization is they have really good coaching, and they always seem to kind of turn it on at the right time yeah. during the end of the season. So they'll be a hot team going into the playoffs. I think the Seahawks will definitely be there. Mm-hmm. Not really sure about the Cardinals. We'll see how the Rams do long term. Cardinals, that's a whole other story, in my opinion. <laughs> I think I think their coach needs to be fired, but yeah. that's just me. I mean, like if you just look just looking at the schedule, you know, we got a home game. We're coming up with the Giants, and then we go to we go to Arizona for the Cardinals. I think that's going to be. I'm like I said, I'm not really worried about the Cardinals. I feel like we just got to lock in. Um, I think if you play sports, you know those kind of sleeper games like. You know, you kind of just go in and you kind of play down to your opponent and they kind of creep up on you like, man, we, like we had it like on paper. We're better than these guys, but these guys smacked us by 14. So I think that's going to be a sleeper game. The Bucks. That's going to be a cool game in Germany. That's going to be that's going to be a good one. Um, and that's a must win, in my opinion. Yeah. For like long term. And for all those folks in Seattle, that's an early start. That's that's 6.30 a.m. Seattle time. So Is it really? that's 6.30 a.m. on a Sunday. So that's that's a that's crazy. Um, <laughs> so. Hit me with the highlights, but uh, yeah, we go, we go, we go to. You know, I'll be up. <laughs> yeah, he'll be up, but me, you know, I, I'll see y'all. Uh, just send me them highlights. Um, but then we got the Raiders. Uh, I, this is a hot take though. I think the Raiders are better than what they're putting out right now. Oh, for sure. I think I don't know what it is. Like just watching the Raiders, it's kind of like they have all the talent. Like they have all the tools. I don't want to say it's coaching. I don't want to say it's. It has to be some. It has to be something deeper. Like it has to be something behind the scenes. Like it has to be a, a relationship that's not there or something. Because on paper, these cats have these guys should be the the, the runner of the, a, the AFC right now. Oh, for sure. But these cats are over here. They can't even. You know, I don't know what. I think it was Sunday night against the Chiefs, like two weeks ago. The Derek Carr. Uh, Devontae Adams and Free, Hunter Renfro. They ran into each other on four. Like, how do you no? Can't allow that. Then we got the Rams and so far, you know, our boys show up in Cali, so I'm not really worried about that one. Uh, then we come back for the Panthers. Like I said, who I don't even know if they got a quarterback. Um, <laughs> then we come. Then we come right back and play the 49ers. That's gonna be good because that's gonna be about five weeks from now, about five six weeks, and I think that's gonna give McCaffrey enough time. And it's a prime time game in Seattle. So I think that that's gonna be fun. That's gonna be a good one. So I think the you got fl- the Chiefs this year. 
We got right after that prime time. We, Is he here or there? We go to we go to Kansas City. That's gonna be tough. That's gonna be tough. But it's a day game, so it's not gonna be. It's gonna be a one o'clock kick for them, ten a.m. for us. But Pete Carroll and the Seahawks, we show up on those ten a.m. games. So, um, yeah, and then we got the hot Jets at home. Like I said, going into the season, I marked that off as a W early on, but. They're balling. They're balling. You know, like, it's going to be a good one. Then we got the Rams again to close out the season at home. So, and like I said, we just got to lock in with these uh, NFC West teams, in my opinion. I think we're the big dogs in the NFC West. I just think we need to lock in and play to our ability. Let's talk about Geno, though. (sighs) He's brought. This dude is like, I almost tear it up. Like, when I see interviews with him, I'm so proud. I'm so proud of him. Like, because I know. And I'll say it, like, when we traded or when, yeah, when Russ left and went to Denver and I sat down, I said, hey, we got Geno and we got Drew. I'm going to say it, like, I was in lock we trust. I was screaming Drew Locke. Yeah. I was was screaming Drew Locke because all I had was off of preseason. If you watch preseason, Drew Locke looked like he was the more ready quarterback in my opinion. But now when week one, but this is a hot take, though. I'm gonna take. I'm, this is a hot take. I think with Russ coming back to Seattle week one and facing Geno, I think that gave Geno the momentum for the rest of the season. I feel like that game was perfect. Oh my god! I think that that with that being week one, if that would have came week six, week nine, week fourteen, I think our season would be kind of different right now. The fact that it was week one, first game of the season, high emotions. At home, prime time, Russell Wilson is coming back in. And Geno, you get their starting spot when everyone in the city knows we watched those three preseason games. You did not look ready, my boy. You did, you, you didn't look ready in preseason. Drew Locke looked like he deserved a spot. And they I'm, I'm so grateful that they gave you the starting spot week one. And you balled. And you've been balling since. Yeah. And your, your reads are, uh, you know, your reads are amazing. I, I'm, I'm just excited, like... Because obviously, like in the past, you know, we've seen definite, I would say, indecisiveness a little bit from mm. Russ. You know, just not really like throwing the ball in the right spots, yeah. not hitting the check downs. At least the past two, three years, right? Yeah. Kind of like questioning what's going on. Like, mm. people are saying, can he not see anymore? Like, what's he going could. on? But Gina, like, there's very, very few sacks yeah. throughout the games. And obviously, the offensive line has been phenomenal. But the QB just getting the ball out. And he's composed, too. Like, he's yeah. not, like, he's not, he's not freaking out. He's not, like, and he got legs, too. Like, when he gets out and he scrambles, like, dude got some legs he's on him. Moving. He's been moving. Moving. You know, so, Gino, keep balling. I think he could take us to the promised land. I don't think this is just a one-year type of thing. I think this dude is trying to lock up a big bag before he walks off into the sunset. And I think he's going to. Do you doing... draft a QB next year? No. I agree. No. I mean, the way the season is going, you got, like... You got to build on your skills. Dude, you putting the keys in his hand right now. Like, you, like, this is the end of Geno and Pete's career. Like, towards, like, we're looking at the end of it. So, if I'm Geno and I'm Pete, I'm talking like, yo, we got to... Let's build some. We got nice DBs. We got a fresh offense. We got a nice O-line. We can build some for the next three, four years. Yeah. Like, and I think Pete's going to invest in Geno, and I think we're going to have a, a new dominant type of Seahawks. For the next couple of years, in my opinion, and I think it's fun, cause coming into the season, man, I thought Ross was gonna be the leader of the AFC North, but we could talk about a whole hour about that boy Russ. But hey, you know, topic for later. 
Topic for later, you know, just let them cook. But so, but yeah, so just to wrap things up, um, overall, the Mariners. A um, lot to look forward to. A lot to look forward to. Hell of a season. Um, the sky's the limit for the Mariners. Um, you know, obviously not the results we wanted in the playoffs. You know, we were at that game three in Seattle, the however long game it was, but I went. It's the six-hour game. Jeez. That was crazy. Two baseball games. 18 innings. No runs. One to zero. But we ain't go. We don't go rest on that one. <laughs> we, like, we not go rest on that. But like, we, like you said, like I'm just waiting for them to announce Julio MVP of the league um, to give us some more juice coming into the year. And whoever makes the 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 schedule for the MLB first game of the season, I want us in Houston. I in want Houston. I want us in Houston. I want us in Houston to start the season off next year. And I want Castillo pitch. I, I want it next year. I want all the smoke. I'm not scared of Houston no more. I think we need to go back and we want our get back and we want the smoke. So that's enough for the Mariners. And for the Seahawks, same thing. Sky's the limit. Just trusting Geno. Geno's going to take us there. And we didn't even talk about DK, but I think DK, he just, I don't know. I, I think he just needs to drink some more milk. Um, I think he'll be fine. They say he don't need his his test came back negative, so he does he won't need surgery. So thank God. You know he got his bag now, so you know big dog about to milk this thing. So we might see we might see him <laughs> we might see him against the Giants. You know so um, yeah, we got a lot to look forward to in Seattle sports. So um, thank you for listening. This is another episode of the Wiseman Podcast. Um, stay tuned. We'll have another episode next week. Um, so hey, no, another thing to add though. As we wrap up this episode, get y'all merch, man. It's yes, getting sir. cold outside. It's hoodie season. Bundle up. Get your merch. Like you got to. Like so, we're gonna have the link in the description. We're gonna have posts. So, like he said, get your merch. We got hoodies. Um, it's cold out there, man. Like you know, if you don't want to wear it, get it for your significant other. It'll be a great gift. You know, make someone's year with some YSM merch. And not only that, you'll be supporting your two favorites. So, <laughs> might as well get your merch. And uh, appreciate y'all rocking with us. And we out. We out.